Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Uh, this is Jason Batalden, the Assistant uh, Director here at Continuing Education Workforce Training. Um, and uh, somewhere, uh, if you're watching the video, somewhere on your screen is Paul. Paul, good to see you. I don't uh, think we, you and I haven't done a podcast for a few. Have we not? I've, well, I think it's been the last couple. I don't think you and I have been together. Well, they, they, they keep, they're starting to keep me busy. I, I, <laughs> I've got all this stuff to do. There's so much stuff to do. <laughs> well, I know, I know, but you know, I don't think I didn't, I wasn't on one here a couple times ago as well. So yeah, I got to tell you, it's nice to be kind of back to the old crew here. So hopefully yes. we can get a good show. Hey, we have a guest with us here this morning. Uh, and Bettina, I'm going to say uh, Throck, Bettina Throckmorton. I yes. got it right, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> um, and I always remember that it uh, it sound you often refer to yourself as like the Viking as a Viking name. No, if you mean? just say my name really fast together, it sounds like a screaming Viking. <laughs> <laughs> or metal band, whichever one. Or, right. <laughs> yeah, we, any one of those things works fine. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to let Bettina introduce herself because she is a woman of a thousand and one skills and abilities, and I don't know if I could put you into any single category, um, but before I go any farther, I've got to hit that magic button and say the magic word, which is welcome, and <laughs> we know when we say welcome, that timer just got started. So, Bettina, you're here on the show. Thank you. I want to just kind of preface, uh, Bettina, you've ran into Sweet as um, an instructor and a designer for us. Uh, you've done some graphic design work, and you teach some really cool classes uh, for kids, uh, specifically with um, some summer or spring break camps that we had. Um, and so that's kind of how we bumped into into each other. And then I think, Bettina, um, and I'm gonna probably do a little, uh, you know, maybe do a little fan here. Uh, too much of a fan. I think the connection for me personally was when you and I had that wonderful conversation about a forge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, I really like this person. So, yeah, we, um, <laughs> yeah, we did <laughs> on a weird thing, not too. So, anyway, Bettina, though, I, I don't want to please uh, introduce yourself to our audience and say hello and, and um, give us just a little bit about you and, and kind of what you're, you're into. Yeah, so uh, direct me if you, if, if you remember something I don't. Uh, I'm <laughs> Bettina. And I'm an artist. I'm actually a full-time freelance artist as well as an instructor over at Idaho State University right now. I'm teaching a drawing class to some really awesome humans. Um, I'm also working with CEWT, which is super great because I'm also working with super awesome humans. I love teaching. Um, yeah. One of my favorite things to do ever is just to like empower people with the tools and then let them take off with it. So um, you mentioned I teach kids. I teach kids from two to 92. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that wants to have some fun, I'm for it. And that's mm -hmm. kind of my teaching style is 
it's more real world based and it's fun. So, um, that's so it, I'm not the greatest on the artist uh, stuff. You know that I'm, uh, uh, but your medium of choice. What, medium what, what? of choice. Uh, right now it's digital. What I'm doing is I'm a visual development artist, which means that I create characters, props, and backgrounds for 2D animation. Uh, 3D would be stuff that Pixar does. 2D is stuff like you would see uh, it's flat. I don't know. Right. There's all kinds of 2D. So right. that's that's what I'm doing, which is super great. I love it. Um, mostly because, you know, I'm never going to grow up. Fart jokes are always going to be funny. So animation for me. <laughs> so, Go ahead. So I, I, so you said digital, digital animation. So um, uh, as a kind of a technical person, I always go, well, what are you using to create your digital animation? Yeah, no, that's totally fine. So I'm still kind of rocking it old school just because um, I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm an artist on a budget. <laughs> and so I'm still running like Flash and stuff like that and also Toon Boom. Uh, but honestly, like it has nothing to do with programs for me. It's all about the skills behind the programs because programs are going to change quickly. Um, and so you just learn new hotkeys and new swear words in between learning new hotkeys and then you just go <laughs> on. <clears throat> Um, but I do enjoy working with Procreate. That's super cool. But I think that um, me having a background in traditional art is a big part of that because I actually know how to use brush pens or watercolor and all that other fun stuff. And so when I teach, I'm always telling people like, get your hands dirty. Like that's the, the mark of a real artist, right? Walking away with ink or paint or something else like that. And you get that visceral feeling of actually touching real stuff. So. Along the same lines, you know, I, I also do some artwork, um, and I'm also a big fan of Procreate, um, big time. But uh, I, I did uh, work with uh, um, pastels for quite a while. And you're right, you know, um, working with a physical medium teaches you so much that you can then bring over to your digital work. Right. Uh, you know, blending colors and make, knowing how color works together, um, when you see that actually on a physical medium, um, just makes way more sense than when you start doing stuff on digital because digital allows you to break rules. Yeah. Um, things that shouldn't happen can happen digital. And um, I, th I think you really have to understand how the rules work and how actual physical medium works before you can go, well, I'm going to do this because you can do it on digital. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's super fun. It's just, it's fun to get messy. So I'm a big, big believer in doing that. So, so speaking of getting messy, I know you've got a big project going on right now. <laughs> In fact, uh, for those of you that are watching the video, we can see just a small snippet of the art project, right? Except for this one has a little bit more meaning is that it also keeps you warm and dry in the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm working on the warm part. <laughs> As you of might... this morning. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And, and yes, thank you for taking. I, it's a, I, it's, I'm assuming it's a beautiful morning down in Pocatello this morning and as yeah. it is up here in Idaho Falls. But so, so can you, can we talk a little bit about this project? You jumped into this. Uh, where do you, is, is it even qualify as a reno? <laughs> I, I don't know. So long story short, like I started out uh, in college as an art major at the College of Southern Idaho. Then I went to Idaho State University and I was a fine artist and was stuck that way. I was just, I was determined to be the fine artist, right? Um, eventually I'd sought out studying abroad in Ireland at the Byrne College of Art. 
which is super cool because there was a castle on the grounds and it was Ireland. <laughs> and while I was there, like I did not fit in with the rest of the fine artists. And we had this assignment on um, humor and I ended up doing something with photography. Uh, it was an animation I did of a dead hamster in the wheel. So it was like, <gasps> right? And I thought it was hilarious because it was on a loop and I was reinventing the wheel. I was just trying to figure out how to do animation. Um, and this was an eight hour long class and it was led by an Irish woman. And they say, hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn. I, I beg to differ, an Irish woman is much worse. <laughs> and she just basically asked me what I was doing and I didn't care because I was like, I was done. I was in cloud nine, I'm like, I'm going into animation. So I came back here and um, finished up school and then took a year off and just worked and then decided to go to grad school. And that led me to going to San Francisco to the Academy of Art University. And I spent three years there getting my master's degree oh, wow. in 2D animation. And I was gung-ho and ready to start working in the animation field. In fact, I had some studios that were looking into working with me. Um, I had unfortunately, though, given myself mono twice in six months. <laughs> oh. So uh -huh. I came home just for a summer, just to kind of take a break and get things put together because art school is very rigorous. Um, but what happened was my grandma ended up needing me to stay because we kind of had some things happen. She fell and broke her arm and then we had a house fire. Oh. So all of that happened and then I decided to stay with my grandma until she didn't need me anymore. So. I was with her for almost nine years and she passed away last November. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, she was a big force in my life and a really cool human. So, mm -hmm. but um, what happened is while I was in the city, something broke in me big time. I realized that I needed nature. So when I came back to Idaho, which is something I never thought I would do, I thought that once I was gone, I was gone. Um, I really got into backpacking and I love the mountains and uh, Pokey, my first time around, I wasn't necessarily the biggest fan, if I'm going to be honest, but for some reason it just clicked this time. And I have people here that I consider family, and so I, I wanted to move back, and I wanted to be a part of ISU and give back to students in the way that I had been helped, and foster in them that same kind of curiosity and drive to teach, or I mean to learn art. Um, but I wanted to do it in a way that's going to be able to be helpful to artists, especially for people that are going out into the art field after graduating, because I feel a lot of that is just like, you have the rug ripped out from underneath you. You don't know what to do next, especially as an artist, because that's something that they don't necessarily talk about. It's more about like technique and emotion and stuff like that, but not how to get a paycheck. So I'm trying to share that with everybody. But in the meantime, I, I bought a house and um, I bought a house to the sticks. <laughs> so to mean? the sticks me yeah go ahead yeah when i opened up the door uh it has it, it was gutted <clears throat> to the studs completely wow. so all the hard work was done <laughs> yeah honestly that was the best part because it was full of lath and mortar it was built in 1940 so lath and oh. mortar and all kinds of crazy stuff but um i don't know i walked in and i watched walls built up and I saw everything finished. And I had that kind of naivety, or excuse me, naive stupidity that happened where you're mm -hmm. just like, you know, eyes sparkling and shining. Yeah. And I was ready to just jump in. So were you looking for that kind of project as you were looking for a house? Were you looking for just to the sticks? Or were you thinking, oh, oh I'll remodel a bathroom here and maybe, you know, yeah. redo a floor here? You weren't looking for a whole 
Uh, no. A whole job, were you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you no, wanted to have at least no. a place to shower and sleep, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was the the point. Like just to, you know, maybe like slap some paint on. I don't know what I was looking for to be honest, but this house spoke to me in a really big way. Like the the dirty hippie level in me was like the energy was good, but it was and <laughs> it just felt like that's where I needed to be and I honestly had no idea. I was like, oh, well, we can just throw up some drywall, put some new insulation in, call it good. <laughs> so when you said when you said this drop drywall, put in new insulation, was that because you've done it before or just because no. you knew it needed to be done? You're just like, that's what normal people do. <laughs> they hang yeah. drywall, put it. So I'm assuming that you, you said that, maybe not totally knowing what that all entails. Yeah, and so the thing is about me is like, I without meaning to, if, if I am challenged in a way, I will learn how to do it, period. So uh, I didn't know any, anything about reframing, do now. <laughs> Did not know anything about putting in windows, totally do now. The, the latest window I put in is five foot by eight foot. Wow. So that includes wow. like cutting out part of the wall, sure. reframing the window, putting the window in, all of that fun stuff. And now you've got wonderful natural light yeah, <laughs> in yeah. that room, in that one room now. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I am very much a self-sufficient person. And I am so fortunate in having all these incredible friends. Like, I remember I told somebody, I said, well, I'm looking at buying a house. They're like, we're coming over. We want to see it. And so, you know, we walked through and they're like, we're, we're in, we're helping. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, I wow. figured for a little bit. But they've, they've been here for reframing, for electrical, for re-roofing everything now uh, the only thing that we have not done is plumbing because plumbing is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> and it's important <laughs> it really is uh yeah let me tell you it is like yeah. having a flushing working toilet and a shower in this place is great <laughs> so, but we we jackhammered down in the basement that's where i'm at right now um and like opened up everything to put in a, a three-quarter bath down here like we oh, yeah. ripped up flooring and subflooring upstairs uh, we've reframed everything just because the, the they were honest actual two by fours and because it was built in 1940 some of them were sistered up which means that they didn't run from floor to ceiling like they were supposed to some of them ran halfway and then like joined like this yep 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 and that's not the greatest so we took those out and and replaced that and the the roof is new and it's metal and all this fun stuff so good um, good so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably maybe ask a little too personal a question you oh. the thing that struck me is you said you you know while you were in art art school in san francisco you got mono what twice in six months yeah. you said? Yeah. so that i that from the rigorous and from you know just pushing yourself and driving yourself um are you're i'm assuming you're almost just as busy now but is it are you healthier i mean is yeah. it are yeah. you finding um, the joy that maybe you didn't find in art school or are you finding the piece at least or I yeah mean, I'm, I'm much healthier I'm, I'm trying to take time to do that I've got friends and I've, I've mm -hmm. made it a point to make sure that I don't just you know wish my life away living yeah. with grandma she passed away a week and a half away from being 97 wow oh wow and she was up and moving until three weeks beforehand oh wow so um I love her to pieces but there was a, just a lot of times where she had so many regrets about things that she didn't do places oh. that she didn't go and being here and now is present because all of us at some point in life are gonna wait for life to happen or for one project to finish and then you can start living. 
one project merges into seven, merges into just you're, you're doing things. You are living, you're breathing, you are, it's happening right now. So if you're waiting for something, don't ever. Um, if you want to see things, go away. I have a big thing about that. Like wherever you're from, you can always come back to you. It's not going to change much. Go away. Go see other people. Right. Go learn new things. Um, I learned that so much from grandma. And do the silly things in your life that you always wanted to do. Uh, I always wanted to have a blue mohawk. Had one for two years. <laughs> because I would much rather be on my deathbed saying, I did that rather than, wow, I wish I would have, because right. there's five deathbed regrets, and I always forget the fifth one, but one of them was, I wish I would have allowed myself to be happy, yeah. I wish I would have stayed in better contact with friends, I wish I wouldn't have worked so hard, um, I wish that I had allowed myself to be myself, and I can't remember mm -hmm. the other one, but you should look it up, I highly recommend it, it's hospice nurses, that those are the five common regrets people have on their deathbed, Right on. and it's just something that I continually think about and try to avoid, because this life is short. We're not guaranteed every day. No, so. no, no. And it, and, and it, it's nice to have, I, I mean, I think that's where those projects that, that go beyond just the, the mundane, right? I mean, yeah. the lawn always has to be mowed. Dishes always have to be cleaned. Yeah. Clothes always have to be washed. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's not what we're talking about here. We're, I, I, I mean, you're looking at the house that you're, you know, you're currently in and you're, there's a lot of you in there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to be great. Like it's, it's yeah. being done in the way that I want it to be done. And I am hanging out with friends that it's super cool. Uh, I've connected with a couple. They got married right after high school. Um, they are the most insane power couple ever. You know, they're showing me how to run <laughs> chainsaws and fall trees and all these really cool things. Reframing. I've known um, the wife since we were in first grade, her husband since we were in high school. Yeah. Another friend from high school is over here that's trying to help out with conflict. Like all these people that I'm reconnecting with and they just, they're such good people, right. you know, and other people that have been brought into my life that are a part of this house. Like, it's a blessing. Right. It's hard. I'm not going to lie. There's days where I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to. Right. <laughs> well, and it's also a little bit scary, right? Because this isn't something you can just, that's, I mean, okay realistically you could walk away from it you know i mean you could wake up one day and leave the key on the front porch and disappear but that's yeah. not i mean that doesn't bring you joy so i mean no. there's there's a commitment here that says I, to me that's the intimidating part right that that if this all goes south i'm i i've invested a lot and now i don't have anything yeah. but that but the reward side of that is so beautiful and how much you've put into it yeah. And I honestly, I can't, I'm just, I'm stubborn to a fault. <laughs> and so at this point, this, it may not be a fault, but it will be finished. So. Right on. Right on. That's cool. And so the artist in you, um, we kind of, you've touched on that a little bit, but as you're looking at this house, I mean, you are, you are, uh, kind of limited, right? I mean, the wall has to uphold uh, the roof. A uh, wall yeah. has to support the floor. You know, foundations have to be the way they have to be. And uh, you have codes and those right. types of things. Um, and yet you're finding your uh, ability to express yourself in amongst all those interesting, neat little rules. Yeah, it's really cool. So I'm also like on a budget, just like a lot of other people are too. <laughs> sure. so. Right. Money, money's a big deal. I forget I know. about that. Yeah. Right? I can't sell any more kidneys. I got to keep those for a student loan debt. So. <laughs> but 
but um, yeah, I've done things really like uh, Facebook Marketplace is awesome. You go on there and you find some used cool things and then you turn it into your own. Like I found a, a whole bunch of kitchen cabinets that I'm gonna, you know, that were made in the 1960s and I'm totally gonna take them, turn them around and make them into something that's gonna work for my house. Um, I'm finding chunks of trees and I'm incorporating it into the, like the way that things are happening in the house. There's gonna be lots of painting type stuff that's going on and they're just, just the, the things that I own too are gonna be like a part of it. But sure. I'm also letting the house doing some of the dictation, like um, the chimney is black um, brick. Somebody yeah. said it was like clinker brick. Oh, so yeah. I'm leaving it exposed, the whole thing in all parts. It's It shows up down here in the basement, it shows up up in the, uh, living room and then part of the kitchen and the bathroom and I'm leaving it all exposed and it was really cool when we were taking off the stuff because you can actually see that the plaster had horse hair in it so it was old school yeah yeah and so cool. like the electrical that was still in here when I first came in was knob and tube yeah 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 oh. you can't do that you can't do that <laughs> no, no 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 we've got all that stuff taken care of but just like all these cool things and I'm, I'm going to be pulling out some of the the knobs and the tubes and like uh, making them into wind chimes or like key ring holder all that fun stuff sure patience right about uh you know the the actual structural or the code um, the finances, uh, you're yeah. also running into something called that we have absolutely no control over and that's the weather. wonderful weather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so, do, you, do you feel like you're in a countdown clock or a timer? Oh, like going, yeah. tick, 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 yeah, tick. I I've only got so much before I'm going to be really cold in the morning. Yeah. I have felt so blessed by the wonderful weather. We're supposed to get rain Saturday and I'm hoping to have concrete poured by then. But, um, there was a couple cold snaps in August that I woke up and I was like, the house is not insulated. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not one working sink in this house. You know what I mean? Like, there's some things that you just you deal with, and and sometimes it's not funny, and other times it's hilarious. But the people right. that I'm hanging out with just it they make it fun. Yeah, right you know, right and in all of this, I have a roommate too, so we're yeah. both. <laughs> <laughs> You're both we're in both, it together, and, and she just got a cat. So, and I've got a dog, and we're all together in this, whether we want to or not. <laughs> so, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That was the 20 minutes. That's okay. Hey, um, so we didn't even get a chance to talk about um, Bettina's classes coming up. Um, oh, well, yeah. Her, she has, uh, yeah, let's talk real quick, Bettina. You've got a, you're running a class for us uh, here shortly. Um, go ahead. Well, She's always doing classes for us. She um, is. She is. And um, the one we were doing this fall, uh, or doing this fall, it's downtown, right? You're incorporating sort of the images of downtown? Yeah, so that kind of got canceled, but that's totally okay because COVID is a, a thing in full force right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that I totally want to revisit in the spring, though, and take people out in the beautiful weather, and I'm calling it a sketch safari. So you just basically go out in a group of people, you find a building, you sit down and you sketch. And then by the end of it, we just pick like a coffee shop or something else and go and hang out and show each other our sketchbooks and talk about what we learned and all that other fun stuff. And before we even head out, I wanna give like a really quick um, lecture. And when I say lecture, I mean a cool version, not the like. <laughs> uh, about sketchbooks and how they've played a really important you know, role in a lot of artists' lives. Mm -hmm. 
throughout history. So it's just a cool idea to be able to connect to other people that have gone before us, what they've done with it, and then go make our own awesome art. Yeah, right on. So that class we'll definitely be bringing back in the spring. So we want to yeah. make sure people are aware of that for sure. So yeah. Patina, was I misunderstanding you before we show the show started? Um, you had mentioned uh, students. So do you do private lessons as well? Uh, I have in the past. Currently with the house situation, it might have to be put on hold. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or bring, bring your, you have to put, yeah, put in so many uh, rolls of insulation before class starts. Is that going to be yeah, part of the rule? we're just going to wrap people in bubble wrap. And then just, well, you, know. you can say, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, I'm doing, you have to come in a Parker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, insulation is, is happening now. Like there's excellent. A, a, Half of it upstairs is completed. That's today's other fun chore is just continue getting itchy and putting the rest of it in. So, so. hey, Bettina, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, uh, the best way to do that would be. Yeah, uh, totally check out my website and you can get a hold of me there through the contact form. It's ickythegreat.com, I C K Y T H E G R E A T.com. Very good. Thank you, Patina. One Thank last you. question. Yeah. Um, so uh, if you had to name one, who would, you, who would be your favorite artist? My favorite artist would probably be Vincent van Gogh. And I'm going to nerd out for a second. I know it's 20 minutes. Are you ready? Yeah. Dude only sold one painting his entire life. He was fired from being a lay preacher. Poor guy. Yeah. He fell in love with his cousin. He ended up living with a prostitute for a while. That didn't work out. There's so many speculations on the rest of his life, including why he chopped off his left ear. I just saw a documentary that he literally did take off all of his ear, but the lobe. There was a letter that a doctor left behind. He used the suicide blade or the ones they actually, you know, shave with. Um, he did that because he and his roommate got into a fight. And they had been hanging out at uh, a brothel uh, quite a bit before. And this is the story that I love the most. This is a speculation of why it happened. He actually sent that ear to a prostitute in an envelope. And the reason why is because Vincent was a redheaded, pasty, gangly guy that wasn't eating very much and had all kinds of other social issues, as well as what many people suspect were mental health issues, right? So at that time, that wasn't necessarily as, um, it, was, it was bad, right? Uh, not as understood. And so right. he would go and hang out in the brothel and the women that he paid for their company, they had nothing nice to say about him except for one lady was like, you have nice ears. And so he sends an ear to the <laughs> So poor dude, poor dude. And then he ends up dying and um, he just blows up in fame. And I'm sure that's not any fun for him, but his, his works are so beautiful. And some people are saying that a lot of it was so beautiful and so bright and so vibrant because of the antipsychotic medications that he was on at the time. I, I've actually done uh, little uh, homages to uh, um, uh, um, uh, Vincent Van Gogh uh, in pastel, yeah. uh, but, but with a geeky little spin on them. Yeah, uh, I did a uh, Starry Night, but I put a little TARDIS um, in, in, in the background. No, there you go. <laughs> and yeah. uh, there's the one uh, with the skull with the cigarette. Uh-huh. And I instead I I did a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> All works. right. All right. So Paul, we gotta throw our own plugs in here. So yes. uh, you know, hey, if you're listening to the show for the first time or if you want to know how to get a hold of us, it's sweet. Um it's C E train at dot ISU. No. Paul. It's C E train <laughs> at ISU dot edu. 
That is C-E-Train at ISU.edu. Uh, our phone number, Paul, you want to throw it up? Because you know yeah. I'll get it wrong. I don't know if I have the phone number, but it's here we two, go. Oh, yeah, 208. Hold on. 282-3372. 208-282-3372 is our phone number. Please get a hold of us. Uh, Bettina, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you taking time this morning. I know you got a lot going on, and I know the weather is quickly changing, but I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation this morning. Hey, thank you so much for having me on today. I super appreciate it. It's always fun to hang out with you guys, even if it's socially distanced by (laughs) many feet. (laughs) By many feet, right? Socially distanced is becoming a dirty word. (laughs) It is, but isn't it great to be able to talk to somebody without a mask on? Just Amen to that, sister. All right. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you. And uh, be sure to check out all of our podcasts. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Thank you so much. Continuing education, workforce training, SWEET, is comprised of professionals dedicated to serving your educational needs. We understand that when it comes to your future, it's all about you. Because our staff and faculty have real-world experience actually doing what they teach, our students obtain the skills and knowledge they are looking for to be competitive in today's marketplace. For more information, please visit our website, ctrain.isu.edu. That is ctrain.isu.edu. Or call us at 208-282-3372.